MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We've kind of covered the draft from a variety of angles, but the biggest story yesterday was still Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know what his goal was yesterday because... I think Russell Wilson wants to stay, wanted to stay with Seattle. He just wanted to give them a wake-up call to say, hey, don't forget about me here. You know, the clock is ticking on me being one of the great quarterbacks of all time. And I think that Russ wanted a seat at the table. He wanted just to get the organization moving. Like, hey, how about some help here? You know, can we get an offensive line in here? He just wanted to get their attention. Now, keep in mind, he had asked for a seat at the table, and he was told that he was not allowed to sit down at the table with Seahawks. And I think that led to the frustration when he came on the show, when he talked about tired of getting hit so many times, and it felt like he thought he was in limbo there. And then a couple of days later, all of a sudden, the list of teams that, hey, if you want to trade me, These are teams. Now, I don't think that he wanted to be traded. But if you want to trade me and don't value me, then trade me. Aaron Rodgers is different. I think Aaron Rodgers, uh, a couple of times in his career in Green Bay, has tried to rattle the organization a little bit to get its attention. Just to say, are we going to go with another defensive player in the first round? Yes, we are. And I think what he hoped to accomplish, I don't know this, I'm just speculating, is you embarrassed me last year on draft day. You drafted my successor. I'm going to get your attention here one way or another, and you're going to find out I'm serious. I'm going to embarrass you on draft day. But I don't know what the message today is. Like, where do we go now? Because the Packers are saying he's not going to be traded. Okay, What if Aaron Rodgers truly doesn't want to play in Green Bay anymore? Because that's a distinct possibility. And this isn't, hey, he'll just retire and host Jeopardy. But he's got other football options here. I mean, he could go into the broadcast booth if he wanted to. I mean, there are options there if he doesn't play. Like, he just got engaged. Does he want to be situated on the West Coast full-time? Does he want to be in Denver You know, does he want a fresh start here? Because I think by all accounts, it seems like Green Bay has failed him. You're going to have two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and you're going to have two Super Bowl wins to show for it. 
in the last over 30 years. How many years was Favre there in Green Bay? Rodgers has been there 16 years, but the first three years he didn't play. Yeah, basically they're at about the same point. Uh, Favre was there 16 years. One thing that's interesting is that when Favre was uh, 36 years old, where Aaron Rodgers last year, mm. Favre was 4-12 and 12 that year. The, yeah. the team was 4-12. and 12. He threw 20 touchdowns and 29 picks, yeah. and they pick up Aaron Rodgers. Now, he sat for a while because Favre cleaned up his act, and he, he picked it back up. And his last year in Green Bay, he was actually 13-3. and three. But they eventually had to go to Rodgers at some point. But you had moved on. It's it's a similar situation from Rodgers didn't have that 4-12 and 12 year where he's throwing 20 touchdowns and 29 picks. But for Rodgers to throw 25 touchdowns and then 26 touchdowns, that's those are off years for him. And I think they thought, okay, the decline is happening. You got a new head coach and a new philosophy, and maybe it's time to move on. But if he had a bad year last year, then all of a sudden you'd say, boy, the Packers were smart. You know, they got Jordan Love. Well, I think the Packers didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to be MVP. 48 touchdowns and five interceptions. <laughs> and you embarrassed him on draft night. And I think Aaron Rodgers is getting everybody's attention here to say, all right. Uh, and, of course, they go out and they draft a defensive back in the first round. Yes, he Yeah, I was going to say he was so effective in uh, <laughs> rattling their cage. I mean, oh, no, what are we going to do? Quick, get a cornerback. <laughs> uh, isn't the last – they've only drafted one offensive – skill position player in the last decade and that's Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. <laughs> but uh, it's I all defense and then they drafted Jordan Love. Why would you draft a wide receiver? You just threw 48 touchdowns. You obviously have good wide receivers. Can you have enough too many wide receivers? What do you get throw 65 touchdowns? Who is I feel like they're good. Yeah, then, then maybe you'll win an NFC title game. Probably not though. I will say Green Bay they have drafted well. I mean Devontae Adams, who thought? And look what he's developed into. Aaron Jones, who would have thought? Look what he's developed into. He's got a good offensive line. Bakhtiari. He's got one of the best tackles in football. Like, they they have found him pieces. I just, they don't resonate with us where we go, boy, that's a DeAndre Hopkins-type wide receiver, Julio Jones-type wide receiver. And I think that Aaron Rodgers is probably just saying, I don't want to go through this anymore. You drafted my successor. You think he's ready to play? Uh, you don't think I can play anymore? Then let me go. You don't want to pay me that's commensurate to what I'm worth? And if I'm the Packers, I, I, I would have seriously explored trading Aaron Rodgers to the Niners yesterday because they did reach out. Here's John Lynch, the Niners GM. I don't know about you guys, but to me, when the MVP of the league might be available, and I didn't know that, um, I'm just reading the tea leaves just like everybody else and saying, hold on, is something going on here? Um, you know, yeah, we inquired, and uh, it, was a, it was a quick uh, end to the conversation. It wasn't happening. And I understand that. You know, the Packers probably want some more time to think about this, but if you said I could have the number three pick overall and you could – Sprinkle in some other things. All right, what could I do with that third pick overall? You're not taking a quarterback. <laughs> You're not taking Trey Lance. But if you got Kyle Pitts, what if you took that pick and you traded that pick? And let's say you got multiple first-round picks in this draft and then a couple of first-round picks after that. Or you got a player or two. Like, at some point, if Green Bay's thinking about its future – you already did this with Jordan Love, so why not follow through on this? Like, how serious are you with getting Jordan Love in there? And even though Aaron Rodgers is coming off an MVP season, you got to start to think about, okay, what can we do with this? Do we want to pay him that kind of money? How long do we want him as our quarterback? Even though he's great, how long do you want him as your quarterback? Um... Here is the Packers GM, Brian Gutekunst, on uh, not trading Rodgers. Is there any scenario that you can see trading Aaron Rodgers this offseason? No, no, Ryan, I appreciate the question, but no, we're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I mean, that sounds pretty firm, but that's firm right now at the end of April. 
We got a lot of time left. Now, that could be good for the Packers if you're going to try to mend. Like, what do you do for Aaron Rodgers? If the entire coaching staff, so if GM and coach flew out to meet with Aaron Rodgers recently, what were they hoping to accomplish? What did they fail to accomplish? What did Rodgers want to hear? Is Rodgers just done with Green Bay? Like, I've, I've heard it all. I've seen it all. Look at the magic that I make. I gave you this luxury, just like Brady with New England. You could always count on the quarterback being there and playing at a high level. And what did you do? Now, Brady just didn't, wasn't having fun anymore. You know, Rodgers, it still felt like was having fun last year with his performance. I hope he was having fun last year. I think Brady just wanted to be able to breathe, have fun, you know, a new, a, a, a new organization, a new philosophy, maybe a, a coach who compliments you. Aaron Rodgers, I get the feeling that he's done. And I thought that he was going to be done after this next season with what just happened. It's like Russell Wilson. It feels like everybody is on the same page in Seattle. I don't think Russell Wilson is there after next year. I don't. Because at some point, Seattle has to move on and say, we don't want to be paying this kind of money. Let's try to get our rookie quarterback contract in here. Everybody's going to be doing this. Every quarterback has been traded. Think about it. I mean, the only guy who is safe right now is Patrick Mahomes. It feels like every quarterback is going to face this moment. The question is when. You know, who would have thought the Niners would get rid of Joe Montana? Patriots would allow Tom Brady to walk out of the building. Peyton Manning didn't finish his career with the Colts. Brett Favre didn't. Elway did, but he's an anomaly here. And even Dan Marino, I got to go back, way back, where guys were going to spend the rest of their careers with, with one team. It doesn't happen in sports anymore. Yeah, Paul. And if this were Dan Marino was playing right now, he would have been replaced three years before his career ended. They would have moved on three years before. They would not have treated him like a legend, let him finish out his career there. And that's why you can't go, oh, boy, this, this will never happen with Aaron Rodgers, right? He'll be the one that decides this. Brett Favre left, and they let him walk out the door. You weren't quite sure what you had with Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know what you have with Jordan Love. I saw him when he was really good, and I saw him in games where he was really average. But he's in the building, so you know what you have. It's just like New England knows what it has with Jared Stidham. Remember that was the big thing? Well, can he be the starter here? They already knew what they had. It's not like, like you go, the Patriots knew what they had with Jimmy Garoppolo. Tom Brady saw, you know, that, you know, that there was a lot of love for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I truly believe that Tom used his influence to say, for me to be successful, I can't have this here. And they decided, Belichick decided, he was going to hand deliver Jimmy Garoppolo to Kyle Shanahan. Remember, Bill didn't want Garoppolo to go to the Browns? Because that was a possibility. Didn't want him going to that organization. Now, that might be because Bill used to coach there. But Brady saw the handwriting on the wall. I don't think Aaron Rodgers goes into practice and goes, oh, my God, that guy is so good. As cocky as Aaron Rodgers is, he ain't worried about anybody. Yeah, McLovin. Never thought Andy Dalton would leave Cincinnati. Thought that one yep, was Yeah, you're right. Yeah, or yeah. or Dallas last year. Yeah, or... Trubisky. Ah, yeah, yeah. Still broken up. <laughs> yeah. Still broken up. Uh, Jeff in Milwaukee joins us. Jeff, what's on your mind? Can I tell you how bad it's going? We got Giannis out with an injury yesterday. Can't even get into the Bucks anyhow. It's just whatever on the NBA season. Corbin Burns could have set a record for strikeouts without a walk. He's got COVID probably. And then we get. Rodgers yesterday, and I, I do just want to see him end with the Packers. What's the rebuild is so quick with the NFL? Just let him go two years. But are you are year you okay off. with what Rodgers did yesterday as a Packer? Yeah, it's petty. I get it. 
why he do it, but it's petty. I don't know if I'm really good with it. But I do have one more point that okay. makes it a really bad day. Right. I hate Rush. <laughs> I hate Rush. <laughs> thank you, so Jeff. much. Thank you, Jeff. Wow. Uh, Paulie, thank you, Jeff. Paulie, one is uh, one is wait. Is Jeff still there? I'm still here. Okay. Why do you hate Rush? It's it, well, Seton really put it into words that I couldn't describe it. It's also Getty Lee's voice. Awful. But I mean, it just never. The song never starts. Just <laughs> on and on. Thank you, Jeff. All right. So, what's your what's your address? Paulie won his bet that we have to play Rush music because he said Mac Jones was not going to be drafted in the top ten. Yes, he. How many times can a song start? <laughs> Seven different riffs before we've even. Heard. No, it's true. Just trying to get an idea of some tempo here. How fast am I tapping my foot? Yeah. You can't talk up to the vocals with a Rush song. It's really hard. They challenge you, Dan. Yeah, they, they do, do. They do challenge you. Uh, Ryan in Utah joins us. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Uh, I'll tell you the reason Aaron's not going anywhere this year. His contract is $37.2 million right now. Yep. If they trade him, it goes up to $38.5 million. They would lose money trading him. But if and you if said, but Ryan, if I said to you, you could get the number three pick in the draft last night and you could get, let's say, a couple other first round draft picks for Aaron Rodgers. If you think Jordan Love is your future, then why wouldn't you entertain that? They don't have the money to pay anybody. You can get the number three pick, but how do you pay the guy? They're already up against the cap this year. And then you have to add more to it for trading Rodgers. If he doesn't play this year and just says, I'm going to sit out. Green Bay gets money back from him, yeah. and they play Jordan Love. If they trade him, they still play Jordan Love. So it's either way for them. They're, like He doesn't have the leverage that Dan Orlovsky thinks he has because he doesn't have a Russell Wilson no-trade clause in his contract either. Yeah, no. he can, they can turn him to anybody they want to. Orlovsky yesterday said that they have, he has to have a list and they could trade to whoever, but that's not true. He does not have a no-trade clause. All right. Well, I'm we'll, willing to go shower of shame with any Dan at who wants to take a bet that he will not be traded this season. Well, will he finish career his career in Green Bay, Ryan? No, he will not. Okay. Yeah. Well, then we're. In They'll probably trade him at the either next year, at the end of this year. I can see him being moved. All right. Well, thank when you, it makes Ryan. more sense financially. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, Dan Orlovsky will join us uh, coming up. By the way, the top five quarterbacks in touchdown passes. Top five all-time in TD passes. Brady, Breeze, Manning, Favre, Rivers. They've all changed teams during their careers. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Now, in fairness to Breeze being let go by the Chargers, I mean, that was an injury, and they kind of moved on. They drafted Phillip Rivers there. Um Fritzy's got mock headlines on the NFL draft. Are we up for this? How about some music there? Because I said I wasn't going to do Arbor Day names. Here's uh, Todd Fritz with mock headlines. Not meant to entertain, but inform. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Wine and cheesehead. Not so Jolly Rogers leaping from Lambo. All right, W-H-I-N-E. Okay. Mac the knife. Niners take stab at Lance instead. Okay. Fields of Dreams, QB Nightmare over in Chicago? Okay. Penne for your thoughts. Bengals taking Chase instead? I was thinking uh, Penne a la vodka, but I don't know what it would have to do with the <laughs> headline there with the Lions, so never mind, Todd. Pit stain, something Falcon selection stinks. I thought most of them liked it. Yeah, that but pit. that's not true. That's not true. A that, lot of these may not that's be That's not true. Waddle they thinking? Why did Miami pick Jalen there? Mm, that's that's they're not they're not that's not Bronco Nation not certain no, they should have gone QB at it, nine. That's a bad idea. Silver and whack. Raider fans not aroused by Leatherwood. <laughs> that's not bad. Silver and whack. That's not horrendous. That's only two in. left. Hang in there. Two left. Oh god. Titans Farley Folly. Caleb will end up in a van down by the river. <laughs> so Chris Farley. Okay. But thrice divorced. I am thrice divorced. And I live in a van down by the river. <laughs> and then my last one was Nay. Oh, no. My last one was Nagy. Come on, Steelers. He's no Franco. Harris. Nagy Harris, Franco Harris. Oh, yeah, I'm not supposed to explain it. Yeah. 
Najee. Yeah. Yeah, don't be afraid, to, <laughs> you know, to have some that are funny. Like, don't be afraid. Okay? It's quiet. My name is... It got really quiet here, didn't it? Quiet. My name is Matt Foley. All right, in case you're wondering about uh, Piepalooza, that's going to happen at the end of the show. McLovin gets three pies. I get one. And uh, Fritzy survived, and so did Pauly. They won their bets, so no pies for them. No pie for you. But McLovin gets three pies. Who's uh, administering the pies? McLovin? I believe Seton has the honors. Oh, you, are you going to give him all three? Uh, I could do that, yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. All right. Gonna get now, Dan, you're getting, you're getting one pie. Can I negotiate where uh, I'll grant you a pardon on your pie to take one pie away from me? Is there like a pie credit sheet? Hmm. Um, Although I have to admit, what's the difference between one pie and three pies? Once you got pie all over your face. Yeah. What if we don't hit you in the face with a pie? <laughs> well. Like, it's just a pie. It, I don't know if it was ever stated as a pie to the face. Is it rude if, if I did sort of the, like trifecta where I did a pie on this side, a pie on that side, and a pie on the back. Sort of like 360 mm, the head. Mm. Is that, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Yeah, Paul. As Seton can tell you, and I've been there, the, the ear is the worst part because the yeah. pie crust mm. and the filling gets stuffed into your ear canal, and it's there for days. Remember when Todd did that? I took the pie, and then he put it on top of my head. Yeah, you weren't pleased by no, that. No, because that to me, you hit me once, and that was it. That's your second moneymaker beyond the voice is the yeah. head. And that was just, that was way uncalled for. It, I took liberties there that I should not have. No, and I still owe you. You do kind of owe yeah. me. That was uncalled for. That wasn't part of the deal. No, it wasn't. And for somebody who has no hair, like... <laughs> you would think I would be more sensitive to no, people that do you, have hair. No, you're not sensitive. I'm not. I, no, th- no. I thought it was a great idea by me, but you're upset about it. All right, let me take a break. Dan Orlovsky will join us on loan from the Mothership, see what he makes of this Aaron Rodgers situation. And who, uh, who got their guy? The Patriots got Mac Jones. Niners got Trey Lance, but... Who did better there? Because Patriots didn't move up. Remember, you had people saying, oh, Patriots are going to move up. And I said, no, I'm told they're not moving up. Too expensive to move up. Uh, remember, the Cowboys were interested in uh, Kyle Pitts. I said, no, they're not. They may love him. They're not getting him. They're not moving up. All these silly draft rumors. Take a break. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, that Traeger girl. We have, I think, five Traeger girls. And we have four of them fired up today. This is pretty good. Traeger girls. Uh, Zach Wilson, I found out, is a uh, Traeger girl guy. But uh, we have, uh, what is it, pulled, it's not pulled pork, it's ribs, right? Rib sandwiches, our version of the uh, McRibs. Uh, Traeger makes delicious food and makes it simple for you. You can download the recipes. You can also control the grill, the temperature, from your phone. You pick the temperature you want, Traeger will do the rest for you. Wi-Fi or technology. So you can control. You want to raise the heat? You can do it. Lower the heat, Traeger app. That means you can monitor what you're cooking and change the grill settings when you want. You could be inside. You could be doing yard work. You could be having a beer, lounging. Learn more. Go to your local dealer. Visit TraegerGrills.com slash DP show. TraegerGrills.com slash DP show. Make sure you tell them we sent you. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. McLovin gets uh, three pies to the face. That'll be uh, coming up. More phone calls as well as we bring in the popular analyst from the mothership, Dan Orlovsky. Two-hour NFL Live on ESPN. That starts at 3 Eastern today from Cleveland. Marcus Spears, Mina Kimes, Ryan Clark, Laura Rutledge, and more. ESPN ABC's draft coverage continues tonight at uh, 7 Eastern, then all day Saturday beginning at noon Eastern. I like the all green yesterday, Dan. Bold statement there. Who, uh, who helped you pick out your suit there? Yeah, I appreciate that. But that was my wife. She picks out usually my my uh, on television clothes. It was a money day. Okay. So it was was a money making day for these guys. So I, I went with the green. What do you have today? What's in store for today? Yeah, a blue traditional, uh, maybe not a traditional blue, but a little bit of a steel blue with a cream and blue colored tie, um, some sweet shoes. So to end the week, a little bit more traditional than Wednesday and Thursday when I went kind of maroon and then green. Okay, but, you know, uh, Herb Street has it in his contract that he gets to wear blue before anybody else does. So I would <laughs> I would check just with management with that, Dan, okay? <laughs> Make sure I don't, I don't disrespect somebody above me. I will, yeah. I'll do that. Yes. All right, let's start with Aaron Rodgers here. I'm trying to figure out what was he hoping to accomplish yesterday. Well, I don't know if that was Aaron leaking it or not or whatnot. I mean, if you listen to people like Schefter talk, this has been something that's going on for a while now. And it just so happened that it came out yesterday. Um, again, maybe it was leaked by Aaron. It doesn't – Aaron doesn't kind of – I don't take Aaron as that kind of guy that tries to hijack the draft, so to speak. Um, I think at the, at the end of the day, this has been something that started with X, Dan. Like, hey, Aaron Rodgers is unhappy. Okay. And then he plays the season. He has the season that he has. And then he starts to get more unhappy because I'm playing so well, but I still, we're we're still like a piece away from actually winning the Super Bowl, so to speak. And so that festers a little bit. And the Packers are like, we need to address this. So then over the last month, it sounds like maybe six weeks or so, they've gone out to him and said, what do, how can we fix this? How can we fix this? How can we fix this? And maybe Aaron gave them their chance to try to rectify it or repair that relationship. And it just so happened that that relationship has been deemed unrepairable, at least in this moment, um, up until yesterday. Yeah, but I don't understand. You know, it's one thing to kind of grab the uh, the franchise's attention. I think Russell Wilson aimed to do that. I don't think Russ yeah. wanted to be traded. I think he just wanted to say, hey, can I at least have a conversation? Can I be involved in this? Can I... Can I help in any way? This feels different, Dan, with Aaron Rodgers. 
Well, because I, I, I think this is way bigger than football, Dan. I, I think this is about uh, uh, there is a respect aspect. Listen, every great quarterback's got an ego. We know that, right? And so his ego feels a little bit disrespected. I sent out this tweet last night. In their last 10 first-round picks, nine guys have been defense and one has been the quarterback selected. And I get it. Like, everyone's like, well, have you seen our defense in Green Bay? Yeah, guys, I was in the division for seven years. But I do think that there comes a point where, you know, last year they chose the future in the draft, the Packers. They did so with Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon, okay? And all Aaron's doing right now is expediting that process. He's bringing the future to the present. And it is because he was the MVP of the league last year. If he threw for 26 touchdowns or 28 touchdowns, this isn't a conversation. But when you go and do on the field what he did, now he's regained the power, so to speak. And so I think there is a little bit of a relationship and, and ego disrespect. Well, if the Niners are offering you the number three pick overall, and they're right. offering you a couple other, let's say a couple other picks, uh, or maybe uh, – I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Fred Warner. I'm like, I don't know, but I, let, let me just put sure. it out there. If I'm Green Bay, man, I listen to that. Like, if, if I think we're Correct. moving on, then I go, okay. Like, we're going to take a hit. People are going to go, hey, how could you let him go? Well, we let Favre go. We let Aaron go. Everybody gets, right. you know, goes to another team. Like, I would do that if I'm Green Bay. What about yeah, you? Yeah, you're dead on. And I've said that since last night, because like, Brian Gutenkus, their general manager, goes, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers. And respectfully, guys, you started thinking about this last year. Yeah. So you should not be surprised. You can't – This is that's where it's a very different situation than Seattle because the whole question was, if it's true or not, Russell wanted out, was what, who was going to be the replacement for Russell? But Green Bay already started this process in their minds and planning for the future and planning for Jordan Love to take over. And so they can't sit there and go, well, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers. You guys were already planning for life post Aaron Rodgers last, and you're just like, you can do whatever you want, you're a general manager, but you can't sit there and go, we're not going to trade them when you already set this in motion. So, yeah, I mean, it was interesting last night because I started to think, well, if you're San Francisco and you don't have any more assets first-round pick-wise because you use those to get up. Like, do you take Kyle Pitts at three and then give him Bosa, Kyle Pitts, and, you know, next year's one? I don't know. Or the first-round pick. So, uh, But I, I don't think that Eric Green Bay should sit back and go, nope, we're not trading them because you've already started this thought process. Uh, we're talking to Dan Orlovsky of the Mothership. How does this work for the 49ers with Trey Lance? Um, I think it's – I'd say this, Dan. I think it's the greatest flyer at quarterback in the history of the first round when they selected Trey Lance. Super talented, super bright. Check all that box talk, right? Um, quarterback is a repetition position. The only way you get better and to really know is repetitions. He's got 118 pass attempts in college. It's the lowest that a first-round quarterback has had in 40 years. Okay, it's one guy in the first round in the last 15 years has had under 400. That's Mark Sanchez, 480 or 500, 487. So I think the challenge for San Francisco is this. I think Trey Lance needs to get on the field and play because of what I just mentioned. He needs reps. Okay. And that's the only way to really develop is get those reps. Now, the challenge is San Francisco also has to win football games. You know, it, it, they, they've got a losing record three out of the four seasons. John Lynch and Kyle Shannon, who I love. But that's it. That is what they are. And so they need to win. They've got a roster to win. Now, the challenge is developing a quarterback, but also winning football games is very hard to do. OK, and um, a lot of times young quarterbacks fail because of that burden, because when it gets to win at all costs, you revert back to old habits and that stunts your development. And Kyle needs to go from great offensive mind to really good quarterback developer. Uh, I, I like in the first round to playing blackjack, like you have certain numbers that you hit on yeah. or in certain numbers where you go, I'm going to stay like the, the Raiders always feel like, you know, it's 16 and they want to hit like they, they, yeah. they risk a little bit more. Whereas some of these other teams just sort like the Patriots didn't go up. You know, everybody said, oh, they're going to go up. And I said, no, I'm told they're not going up. They just sat there. They got the guy that they wanted. Uh, if Detroit, you know, they were patient with who they wanted. The Chargers with who they wanted. 
it just felt like the Raiders, you know, were, were, were a little itchy on the trigger finger. I don't know if there was anybody. I don't know if you agree with me. I, I was told by a scout last night, that's the worst first round pick, you know, with Alex Leatherwood. Leatherwood. Yeah. Because you could yeah. get him in the second. It's not him, the person, player. It's, it's you drafted him where you drafted him. Anybody else yeah. stand out that way? Well, I, I, I mean, touching on the Raiders, two things. One, they had a, one of the top eight offensive lines in football last year, and then they dismantled it this offseason. And then also, like, your greatest issue off uh, football team-wise is your defense, you know, so it's like they they really created a mess and then tried to band-aid the mess, but left the the, the biggest gash open still. Um, I did not like the Travis Etienne pick to Jacksonville. Um, I think he's a nice player. There's no doubt about that. But I don't think you take a first-round tailback as an organization unless you're like a tailback away from a championship, right? Like a championship contender. That's obviously not Jacksonville. A second of all, they've got way bigger holes. I mean, they actually have in James Robinson what every organization wants. Yeah. An undrafted, really good tailback. You know, so it's like, what are we doing? And then they signed Carlos Hyde. And then for Urban Meyer to come out this morning and say, well, our one-two punch is going to be James Robinson and Carlos Hyde and Travis Cetiana is our third-round back. My mind goes, what? Because third-round tailbacks in the NFL nowadays a third down. Are, pass, are, 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 are pass blockers. Yeah. They're protection guys. Old school third round running backs or third down running backs. Think of like a Kevin Falk, those pass catchers. They're used on first down nowadays. And I just don't understand the thought process of taking that that pick for Jacksonville at that moment. What did the Bears get? Oh, gosh. Uh, again, I think one of the best picks in the draft. You know, the Bears got hope. Um, the Bears got a, a prayer, so to speak. I, I think Justin Fields' talent is is very spectacular. I think the thing that I sit here and say this morning is it's on you now, Matt Nagy, to do for Justin Fields what you didn't, couldn't, and wouldn't for Mitchell Trubisky. And I had said that for years. Is one of the things that Mitchell Trubisky did have was athleticism. He did have, and listen, Justin's way more talented than Mitchell, but they never allowed Mitchell to be an athlete. They never saw, okay, that's a strength. We got to do a lot of that stuff. And the reality is that is a strength for Justin Fields is, is his athleticism. So you better find ways to utilize it. And then they never addressed his flaws or his weaknesses because his flaws and weaknesses were mechanics. That's the same for Justin. And you better attack that because then the talent never shines if you don't. And they better not – They asked, I think they asked Mitchell Trubisky to be a player that he's not, pocket passer, statue guy. Don't do that for Justin Fields. Don't do that with him. Yeah. And I think that's – if, if Matt Nagy can sit there and look at himself in the mirror and go, I learned from that, then we're talking about something in Chicago. But it's all on Matt Nagy. Mac Jones to the Patriots, they didn't have to go up. They got Which him. Which blows my mind. How? How do they not know? Or how did they know? Like, how did they know that Matt, someone wasn't going to jump them? Pittsburgh, Washington, the race, somebody wasn't going to jump them. Because I do think that they like Matt Jones. And I do think that he can be a really good player. So how did Bill have like such incredible discipline to just sit there and know no one's going to go get him? Blows my mind. Um, I think he's got a chance to be a really good player there. The Eagles had the 10th pick, and I was wondering if they were going to take Justin Fields. Now, I know you have Jalen Hurts, but yeah. I thought Washington football team might go up and, and try to yeah. get Justin Fields like I there were teams that I and I mentioned the Bears yesterday that I thought that they could go up I thought Pittsburgh may be interested yeah. in in Justin Fields so like it's one of those where we can talk we can have mocks you know we can have conversations in the war room but when you're on the clock and when you got to make a move there like I can't imagine what that pressure must be like for some of these teams where they're going we got to wait and wait but Bel yeah. Belichick and his dog you know, maybe they were just chilling and it's like, all right, let me, uh, let me know when we're on the clock. Yeah. And it's just like to have the ability to know that's the player you want and not get, I guess, trigger happy is the phrase or not get in panic mode. And even if it's like, Hey, we got to go from 15 to 12 or yeah. we got to go 15 to 13 because we're worried someone is going to jump us. That, that is what, and I, 
And I guess that's what happens when you've been in the NFL forever and you've probably got so many connections that he knew because there's no way that he doesn't know and just sits there, in my opinion. And and that's what having information is, is such a powerful thing. You were drafted in the fifth round. What kind of draft party did you have when you were selected? Dan, I had a depressing one, dude. Like, first of all, my draft was old school. So it was two days, rounds one through three Friday and then rounds um four through seven on saturday or no saturday sunday excuse me um i thought i was going to get drafted on like the third round the last pick of the third round i didn't obviously the last pick of the third round was maurice claret who was coming off of a year of not playing and had some off the field stuff and i got furious i was like how's this guy drafted and and i wasn't so i hung on the next day shattered my phone like a child um you know and was angry and then finally got the call wait you broke your phone Shattered my phone when that pick was made. Shattered it against the ground, which is stupid. <laughs> Hard to get a like, hold of you the next day. <laughs> so I have to go to the Verizon store the next morning, super early. I'm waiting there for the worker to come to open up the store, get a new phone. My agent's trying to call me, and he's like, "Hey, you'll you'll go off the board soon here." That doesn't happen, obviously, because I went in the fifth round. So I'm angry, I'm bitter, um, and then finally the call comes. It was Coach Mariucci, who I actually got to see yesterday, Mooch. Um, and it went from, like, anger to joy, which was awesome. Celebrated that night for sure with some friends, but, um, you know, it, it was a unique one. Who told you they were going to draft you and they, they didn't? Seattle. Ooh. Seattle in the third round. <laughs> Seattle in the third round called me and told me, we're drafting you. I think it was the 82nd pick, if I'm correct and said, we're going to take you. I'm sitting there watching the television, and they took David Green. Remember the lefty out of Georgia? Who was really good in college, David Green, the lefty quarterback out of Georgia? (laughs) I don't remember him. (laughs) Yeah, so not only did they tell me they were taking me at 82 and didn't, but they also took a quarterback. Uh, Yeah, Paulie. David Green never played a snap in the NFL. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a little bittersweet. And then... I was sitting there like, well, I got to go. So then New Orleans took like um, Adrian McPherson and I was like, what the heck? And I think the Panthers (laughs) took Stephon the fours. And I'm like, what is it? So like 97 quarterbacks went ahead of me. Kyle Orton went ahead of you. KO. And Kyle Orton's the reason I didn't go to Purdue. So when Kyle Orton goes ahead of me, I'm like, wait, I didn't go to Purdue because of Orton. I got drafted later than Orton. Yeah, but who are those guys? They're not on NFL Live. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's because Orton made a lot more money than me. That's why. Yeah. Uh, Hey, great to talk to you. Uh, Have fun today and uh, enjoy the weekend. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, bud. Good to see you. That's Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL analyst, uh, two-hour NFL Live with uh, host Laura Rutledge, uh, Mina Kimes, Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, and, of course, Dan Orlovsky. Live, 3 Eastern from Cleveland. Uh, we will uh, go out to the Traeger Grills after this and Pie Palooza coming up as McLovin takes three to the face and uh, I get one. That's after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff and I host the Three and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks, coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're watching on Peacock, this will probably be a little bit more... Uh, easier to understand. We have pies out here in the parking lot. McLovin is going to take three pies. He lost a bet. I take one pie. I lost the Trevor Lawrence bet. And if you're watching, uh, McLovin and I both picked t-shirts that we could get dirty. So we picked the Thank You Todd t-shirts so we could throw those away. Yeah, Paul. Yes, I carried a couple of these. Yeah. They're, they're filled with them. I don't know what they're in. They're dense. Yeah. By the way, just keep stepping out. No, Steve just came out. He's really excited. <laughs> pies, we're just administering a pie. So, do you want me to go first and get my pie? You? Yeah, yeah go ahead. Pie. Okay, so, okay. okay. Oh, man. Just don't do the Michael Urban break my nose thing. Uh, uh, uh. Wow. 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 The double. Oh, the double. Oh, the that is against the rules. The double problem. Okay. <laughs> that is Not, against the fair rules. Fair enough. That's, that's I, I, I lost the going on Trevor here. Lawrence bet. I'm happy to sacrifice one of mine if you're interested oh. in, in uh... <laughs> Okay. Here we go, McClellan. Oh, no. You going lefty? All right. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. Oh, but but wait, there's one more. One more pie. Here we go. <laughs> the entire pie's on your forehead. The entire pie is there. Yeah. I I wanna lick your forehead. Okay, but wait. Wait, no. There's one more. Oh no, from behind. Oh. oh, it's rolling, it's rolling. It looks like a cartoon character. You, you like, it looks like you got slime. I wish we had a towel. Yeah, we didn't think about bringing a towel out here. Man, is that fun. Uh, <laughs> hey. Andrew, you did well. You did.
did great, well, Andrew. Great, great week. Uh, I want to thank all the uh, analysts who joined us, the guests who joined us. They did a wonderful job. Uh, Paulie, this day in sports history. I hate to bring the mood down, but it was Lou Gehrig's last game in a Yankee oh, uniform. Oh. Today, today. That, he was a big pie fan. I'm the luckiest man on the... I didn't want to bring people down, but yeah. Sorry, Lou. Yeah, what a pose kill, Paulie. I think he would have loved this if you're still around. You think? Uh, I would ask you for final results of the poll question. But... 63% say Packers. I don't even know what the question was. Okay. It doesn't matter anymore. Yes, Todd. Uh, I'm forgetting what I learned. What did you learn, Todd? That you like in the first round of the NFL draft to blackjack. Teams figuring out when to hit or stay. Okay. Paulie, what did you learn today? Oh, I learned that Dan Orlovsky's wife has veto approval on his outfits. Yes. McLovin, what did you learn today? Sometimes punishment is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Seton, what did you learn today? Nobody has any idea what the hell Aaron Rodgers has going on. I don't know what the hell. <laughs> what what nobody, did I learn today, Tom? Nobody what else. See, it doesn't matter. Seattle told Dan Orlovsky they would pick him in the third round. They did not. He went fifth to the Detroit Lions instead. Uh, by the way, what we learned brought to you by, who's it brought to you by? Uh, Mercedes-Benz Vans. Uh, they're, they're really good vans. And, man, we love Mercedes-Benz. <laughs> Uh, I can't really hear anything. I got pie in my ear. Yeah, I know. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the draft. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.